You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, June 7th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Fires on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball. Or if you're more, if the pop culture entertainment beat is your thing, then I have experience there too at places like Mental Floss, Inverse, Bloody Disgusting, Nerdist, Film Cred, and more. And hopefully many more to come. And I know for a fact that for the former in the baseball world, there's many more to come, guys. But most importantly, when it comes to this here Lockdown Padres podcast, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, guys, only, I repeat, only if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them, including answering them here on the show. And your best bet, though, to truly get your question answered on the show, guys, if, if you send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app, when you do that, in the little review description, write a question, and I guarantee you it will be answered here on the show, and definitely going to be doing that this week. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by Locked On MLB. Join walking baseball encyclopedia, encyclopedia, I spelled that a little bit funny, uh, Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your your podcast guys but enough of that for today's episode we are recapping this really uh honestly a a pretty good series against the Mets despite the fact that the Padres split it uh two to two with the Mets I still thought it was a really interesting weekend definitely some storylines we're going to be recapping each game and just giving kind of my thoughts and if there's any major takeaways which as I always say when it comes to takeaways it's hard to have giant all-encompassing takeaways from baseball games (laughs) that's just how the sport works but we're gonna try and do that so let us begin, guys. You know, it starts off with the Friday game, and last where we left off last was the Padres getting a W on the back of, believe it or not, Yu Darvish, who didn't have his best start of the season. And that's another thing, by the way. Everybody keep in mind there's a lot of controversies right now with spin rates and stuff. As I record this now on Sunday, uh, Trevor Bauer's spin rate went down by like 200 or something like that, which for those who are unfamiliar, you know, around 2,600 of a, a, a of a RPM is really good, and that's like a, an excellent spin rate, basically, for pitchers. Uh, it stands for revolutions or rotations per minute. Basically, the more spin on the ball means the more movement it has. And, uh, like, Trevor Bauer has famously had one of the higher ones in the league uh, over the last year, and ever since baseball's been kind of, like, over the last week, we've seen a lot of guys that they're apparently going to start cracking down on people who are, like, criminal users of pine tar and all these different substances, and a lot of them have dropped significantly ever since that report and all those uh, rumors and 
and stuff were coming around, you know, guys like Trevor Bauer, guys like Garrett Cole, uh, which is really disturbing for some of those guys, but we'll see if they can work through because I still think that those guys are really ace pitchers no matter what, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on. But speaking of really great pitchers, well, he actually hasn't been very good this year, but Blake Snell gets the start in Friday's game. Yes, it took me a second to finally talk about the first game, guys, but in this game, Blake Snell goes seven innings. He keeps a no-hitter for six innings. That's right, a no-hitter he had for one point, only allowing one hit, one walk, no runs, and striking out 10. It was easily his best start of the season. His last good start came against Colorado, and granted, his best start coming against the Mets, that doesn't say necessarily a lot in terms of the competition he's facing. The Mets are one of the worst offenses in the league right now, on top of the fact that a lot of their guys are hurt, Conforto and... and Guys like, you know, Jeff McNeil, like the the Mets above all, all else, they see the fewest pitches of, of teams in baseball, which is a good kind of a connection with Blake Snell, who throws some of the most, he's one of the least efficient pitchers in baseball. He often gets his pitch count really high up there, so it's kind of a dream matchup in this scenario, and he was aces, and there was a part where he struck out a guy with a man on third, it was actually uh, the guy that ended up getting that big hit, the triple uh, to, to blow Blake Snell's no-hitter, um, and he's able to strike out the remainder of the side and kind of pump himself up, and it was a real Snellzilla moment. I love it. Uh, so it's encouraging. It's encouraging. And here's here's the big thing. With the developments of Denelson Lamette, right, who had his, you know, the other day went the most innings he's gone all year, four innings, looked pretty sharp too, velocity was pretty good, the slider looked great, uh, all that stuff, location, didn't look like he was throwing stuff, you know, over the backstop or anything like that, like Denelso Lamette looked great, and if Blake Snell can kind of start to show something, then it's going to dictate what the Padres do at the trade deadline, because in fairness, a lot of guys are, oh, they need to get a pitcher, of course, but the difference in my opinion is that while everybody would love to have a bat, for sure, everyone would love to have an all-star caliber bat. Um, you can kind of it varies a little bit in situations, but you never you never uh, don't want another great big lean arm in your rotation just to iron out the rest of it. It's very rare that a team isn't looking to trade for a frontline starter or even just a starter that can give them innings or give them something. That's a lot harder to kind of find, I think anyway, and at least it's what the the trade market usually dictates. And like I've said before. I know that Blake Snell doesn't look like he's aces right now, and I, I'm I'm very scared about what he's been. I've called him Robbie Ray before, uh, bad Robbie Ray. I know Robbie Ray has had a little bit of resurgence this year, but uh, that's basically what it is with him. A good strikeout rate, but he's walking a lot, and he's giving up a lot of big hits, so that's the big issue with him. But uh, in fairness, my counter of Blake Snell this year has always been, look, it's hard for me to believe that he's going to have a worse season than Andrew Heaney. It's hard for me to believe that he's worse than Robbie Ray or any of the other, like, seven weird starters that the Blue Jays have or any of the guys that, even the, the Oakland A's, like, I like that rotation, but it's just a little bit hard for me to believe that Blake Snell is going to be in, like, the D tier of pitchers. You know, you see things like on MLB The Show where he's upset, and granted, it's it's unfortunate that this went his way and people are probably roasting him for it, you know. He was complaining a little bit that his, that his overall was at 82 and now it's dropping to, like, 78, 77. It's just a little bit hard for me to believe that he's going to be this deplorable the whole way and this was kind of I don't know if we're going to get this version of Blake Snell all the time but I'm happy that I really did like the moment when he got that big strikeout and he's trying to pump himself up and he's getting excited it was a huge strikeout for him not to give up that run especially because it's a really close game and we didn't want to give up another run the Padres end up winning this game I forgot to mention by a score of two to nothing um, on the back of May Machado, who hits a home run in this game he goes one for three in the game with two RBIs and the the big home run
um, his home run was a, a solo shot, and he ends up getting a walk later on in the game, bottom of the seventh, with the bases loaded, so that counts as an RBI technically, but you get what I'm saying. That's basically the big shot of the game, so shouts to Machado. He needs to start heating up. I'm hoping that he does, and I'm confident that he will. He started off slow last year, and while if you just go by per-game basis and if you just take the total of games is what I mean... Uh, Machado had already heated up by this point to set many of bats last year, but in terms of just the way through the season we are, uh, it's still kind of online with some some of the ways that Manny Machado heats up, and he could just have one of those months where he looks like the MVP again, and I haven't seen any reason to suggest you now the hard hit rate is still there. He's killing the ball. He's hitting the ball to different parts of the field. Like I don't think I've seen anything to suggest. It's not like he's striking out a whole lot more. His walk rate's pretty good as usual. Like I haven't seen a lot to suggest that he's getting you know, that this is the end all of a sudden that May Machado has dropped from elite status. He has performed super well this year, but I am confident that he will. Um, and then Mark Melanson gets the save in this game. Um, he's just unbelievable, that guy. Truly unbelievable. It's actually funny right now. His ERA is 0.68, yet his whip is 1.03, which kind of tells the story with Melanson. Eventually, he's going to have the game that he gives up the save. It's going to come, and hopefully it doesn't happen against a team we really want to beat. Maybe hopefully this next week. Uh, maybe we're winning by 10 runs or something against both the Cubs and especially the Mets, in my opinion. Uh, I'd rather him do it then instead of potentially blowing up against God forbid the Dodgers or something like that in the future, right? So, uh, this was a very encouraging game for Blake Snell, and we just... I don't know what else to say at this point almost with him. We just got to hope that he keeps it going. He didn't throw his changeup as much in this game. He only threw it three times. Uh, Maybe it's a mechanical thing. Maybe he has to start throwing different pitches at a different rate. Whatever it is, they've got smart people at that on that Padres team, I should say, and in the front office too, and they'll figure it out, at least to a degree, to not make him a deplorable starter, but at least one that we can hope for giving us some sort of value at this point, right? Um, So that's enough for that game, guys. Now, before we continue with the rest of the pod, guys, I want to talk to you about Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. They have created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, pomegranate, and they have a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in cherry ice, citrus, and mint. They are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Product can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Lockdown MLB Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKDOWNMLB to get 20% of all products on your first order, including the gum or the lozenges. That's lucy.co and promo code LOCKDOWNMLB. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, guys, and now that we're back here talking about the good stuff, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, maybe not talk about the good stuff because this is a game that the Padres lose on Saturday, very unfortunately especially because I was with a Met friend of mine who celebrated one of my good friend's uh, birthdays, and this Met fan had to attend. Of course he did. Uh, and it did not go the Padres' way. They lose this one 4 nothing. The big DeGrom versus Musgrove duel does not go away for the Padres. Joe Musgrove, one of the bigger breakouts of the year, he goes five innings in this one, giving up three runs on eight hits, walking one, and striking out ten. His ERA is still very good at 2.33, and his whip is still really good at 0.84. The Mets just eventually kind of got to him. Lindor had a huge, huge home run, unfortunately, trying to pump himself up as he ran at the bases as well. Uh, It's no secret that I love Lindor, so I wasn't happy about the home run, obviously, but if they have to give up a home run, let's say that I, I don't mind Lindor. That is my Puerto Rican king, and I take pride in every Puerto Rican in the league really um so that was unfortunate Jose Peraza gets a home run as well 
and then they're able to chip away at him. And he just has that one inning when he finally just kind of breaks, uh, unfortunately, as compared to DeGrom. And DeGrom really is the story of this game, guys. I mean, no matter what ha- – and he's even despite – I just spent so much time talking about all the spin rates and the foreign substance stuff. Apparently, DeGrom, despite all that, apparently he's clean. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Like, maybe he has a couple of things, but the fact that he's considered the best pitcher in baseball and he doesn't even have any stuff like that, it, it, it just speaks to his talent and his the fact that we're watching a potential, like, all-timer Hall of Famer uh, right now. He goes seven innings, only giving up three hits, uh, no runs, walking one, and striking out 11. His ERA on the season sits at 0.62, and he's got a whip of 0.57. Uh, front runner for the Cy Young right now, I would not be surprised if he got it, and to a degree in a lot of people's book, even though uh, MVP, I often think, and I think most people think that you got to give it to a positional player because they play every day. Uh, Degrom is at is he's I mean you have to put him in the conversation. You have to you, like what more do you want from a pitcher? It does boil down to that, especially like where would the Mets necessarily be without him? I know he was hurt for a little bit, but uh, just one of those guys that you cannot help but just appreciate what we're watching right now. What he is doing with that baseball is just borderline. I'd say in like the the last time I can remember. It being almost like a news thing whenever a pitcher started is like I, I saw some people say Pedro Martinez. That's a good one. Uh, and for my generation, someone I grew up at least being a little bit aware of, Clayton Kershaw kind of had this like thing where no matter where you were, like it was just kind of a it was kind of well known that every time Kershaw starts, it's kind of must watch TV. So that's on the level that he's at at minimum right now, Jacob DeGrom. So he was good in this game. Some people might complain the Padres offense, they haven't been so great. They were on a really nice hot streak before, but they kind of haven't been uh, bringing runners in from scoring position lately, but it's okay. The Mets are still a pretty good team. Um, Still, nevertheless, it was unfortunate that the Padres couldn't have some fun kind of statement win over the best pitcher uh, in baseball. But still, um, you know, hey, there are some positives from the game, though. Tatis had an awesome uh, double in the game. It was electric to see uh, him sliding into second base. He loses his helmet. Uh, gets the better end, I guess, of DeGrom. Now, it, was, it wasn't like some home run shot, like something that he had off of like Trevor Bauer uh, in the season. But still, uh, that was really exciting. But yeah, for the most part, Machado strikes out three times in this game. Will Myers strikes out twice. Jerks and Profire strikes out twice. Even Jake the Rake, who isn't necessarily a strikeout guy, he strikes out twice in this game. Uh, look, what can I say? Chalk it up. Jacob DeGrom has basically been unhittable this year. And he has been for a while now. His last bad season was when he had like a 3.6 ERA. Which honestly wasn't even all that bad, especially because that year he probably had a crap ton of strikeouts and got a little bit unlucky with stuff too. Um, so Jacob Degrom absolutely dominant in this game. Uh, and just and the last thing I'll say is just the Padres' offense. Like, yeah, there are some guys I want to see going. Uh, Eric Hosmer has, and I, I, not that I called it. I don't want to necessarily, you know pat myself on the back or anything like that. I feel like there's no need for me to do that. But he has fallen off uh, kind of predictably, as I called, because he's been hitting a lot of balls on the ground. He's only slugging this year, just as just for perspective. He's only slugging 392, which is very not good. And he got really lucky on BABIP, and everything was going on the ground, too. That's the thing that was a big deal, right? His ground ball rate is through the roof. And it's kind of crazy because, you know, through May, through the first month of the season, he was batting 314 with a 388 on base. And then kind of at some point, it was 305, 370, but ever since May 25th, that was kind of the highest it's been for a while, 297, 357, and he's regressed all the way to 274, 330. Uh, that's kind of unfortunately where Eric Hosmer's at these days. I was dubious that we would get the Eric Hosmer 
from 2017 uh, when he was with the Royals, that big contract year he has when he goes 318, 385, 498 as a slash line. But, hey, uh, as long as he can still be kind of okay, then I won't mind it. I I wish he had that gold glove defense. Because if he was a really good first baseman and he wasn't on that level of, say, Pete Alonzo, like some of the the not really good uh, defensive first basemen, and I know first base is a little bit weird to judge when it comes to defensive prowess, but if he could make up for it by being a great glove, I wouldn't be as annoyed with it. But still, he's not a great glove, so right now, Eric Hosmer not playing well, and it does deserve to be talked about. Please get back to the launch angle stuff, because he's hitting every single thing on the ground, man. And it's not like he's hitting it that particularly hard either. But, uh, yeah, that basically does it for that game of this uh, series, that Saturday night loss. Uh, Not much else to report there. Before we get into the last game of the weekend, guys, I want to talk to you about the best protein bars on the market. They're, of course, the Built Bars. I love them so much because there's a great variety of flavors from cherry to mint brownie, peanut butter brownie double chocolate, salted caramel, they have everything, and they also have these limited time flavors, things like birthday cake, things like mango, and all these different flavors that uh, kind of pop up sporadically and whatnot, and you're going to like them. They're kind of like the Ben and Jerry's of Built Bars, really. That's what they do. Covered 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew, and best of all, since they're protein bars, they're healthy for you. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only, only. 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams net carbs. So what are you guys waiting for, guys? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And also, guys, let me talk to you about BetOnline.com. AG. Uh, it is the best place to go, the fastest and easiest way to go for all of your sports action. Baseball season, obviously in full swing. You can track all that stuff at Bet Online, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including the NBA, NHL, all your UFC, MMA action. They've got you covered, guys. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code Locked On, guys. Bet Online, your online sports Sportsbook experts. And now, guys, let's talk about the last and, unfortunately, kind of least game of the weekend for the Padres. They lose the last game of the series to split it uh, with the Mets 6-2. to two. In this game, Chris Paddock gets the start. And wasn't that bad? You might be immediately thinking, oh, it was Paddock on the mound. He did bad, right? No, he's actually, he was okay. He goes six innings, giving up three runs on six hits, which is a quality start. Walking one and striking out six lowered his ERA just, it's actually increases ERA just a tad. It's a 4.27 on the season. But for a while now, Paddock has looked pretty okay. He had a bad start against the Cubs. The Cubs start was unfortunate, but I'm willing to give him a little bit of a pass because the Cubs are just really heating up right now. But aside from that, you know, six innings, only one run against Milwaukee, six innings, only one run against Seattle, four innings, only one against St. Louis, th- uh, three innings, no runs against San Francisco. Like, he's been on a little bit of a streak. And like I said, as your fifth or fourth fourth or fifth starter, what Chris Paddock is doing right now is perfectly fine with me. If he was the number one starter, that's bad. But, like, who had on their bingo board at this point through the season that uh, Chris Paddock would be kind of almost significantly better than Chris, uh, Blake Snell. Like, that's pretty pretty remarkable. And it just goes to show you how unpredictable baseball is. Uh, and as for the Mets, Marcus Stroman, who 
little bit of a subject of some controversy, or I should say it wasn't his fault. It was the fault of a kind of very outdated, uh, foolish uh, announcer, um, Brenly, for the Diamondbacks uh, making kind of a racially insensitive uh, comment uh, about the do-rag from last week, which I imagine some of you guys might have heard about. Uh, in this game, in this game, he goes six and two-thirds innings, giving up zero earned runs, one run, but um, no un... Uh, you know, sometimes I talk a little bit too fast, guys. I have to calm down with that. Uh, no earned runs in this. Uh, walking four and striking out seven. Marcus Stroman has been the definition of just a solid quality start machine. And his strikeout rate actually isn't... It's not great, but it's not, like, terrible. You know what I mean? He's had some games where he's been pretty good. Yeah, he's had a couple games where he only gets, like, one to two to three strikeouts. But in general, he's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, and he's very electric to watch, too, for sure. Uh, he even gets a hit in this game as well. A double, in fact, which is wild, which kind of sums up the day for the Padres. They're unable to really do much in this game. The only way they scored was via some hitters, uh, fielders' choice kind of scenarios, and then an Eric Hosmer ground out kind of early on in the game, which was unfortunate. But uh, yeah, just not a great game for the Padres overall. Will Myers goes hitless despite drawing a walk. He strikes out twice. Uh, not a great game for Myers. But I will say for Myers, though, ever since May 26, uh, the second game, or the third game, I should say, against the Brewers, he's been batting 310 with a 341 on base with two home runs, seven ribbies. Um, not too bad. The strikeout-to-walk ratio isn't wasn't great in that time frame. Uh, two walks to nine strikeouts, but still, he's been heating up a little bit on the season. He is batting currently 255 with a 330 on base. Look, if that batting average is what he's going to do all year, but if we can up the walk rate, if it could be like a 350 on base, that'd be I'd be thrilled with that from Will Myers, especially because. We really need him to be great at the play because he's really not a great defender. Every time I watch him play, it just feels like it takes him forever to get to the ball. He's not a good uh, outfielder at all. Not that I'm breaking any secrets there, but yeah, just not a not a great game for the Padres uh, at all. At least against the at least against Jacob Degrom, it was like, all right, it's Jacob Degrom. Like, what are you gonna do? But um, they've kind of cooled down offensively, and I said this already, but they went from being kind of the top offense in baseball. The Chicago Cubs were second, and then the Tampa Bay Rays were probably third. Now they've cooled off significantly, and hopefully they can get things going again against the Cubs uh, which is going to be starting today at the time of this, uh, the time of you listening to this but uh, for now not a great showing for the Padres but granted uh, this could be an NLCS preview and honestly I would love nothing better because I actually really like the Mets I think they're a fun team uh, not just because of Lindor but I kind of respect them and you have to admire what uh, guys like even Stroman like what, are, what they're doing right now is pretty impressive uh, but that team's going to get even more dangerous down the line I am not buying that their offense is going to stay as stagnant and ugly as, as it is right now I just I don't see it at minimum like a top 12 offense you know what I mean at, at very minimum that's what I'm expecting from the Mets not to mention they get Carlos Carrasco at some point who is a very underrated kind of pitcher I know he's hurt a lot but he's very good so uh, in general fine with the split of the series we got to see if we can get some wins against these pesky Chicago Cubs guys but before we wrap things up totally I want to just mention to you guys to check out the Locked On Today podcast it is hosted by the iconic the legendary Peter Bukowski, and he updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts in just under 20 minutes. It's really great. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All I want to mention, guys, before we close out, what you can look forward to for the rest of the week. Going to be doing my all-star ballot. 
I think that'll be a lot of fun talking about which Padres I think deserve to make the all-star ballot kind of uh, just going over that because it's been opened up and I everybody go vote for all the Padres please do that it'd be so much fun to just swarm the all-star game voting ballot for sure like the Royals did all those years ago when they had even Alcides Escobar and all these guys that didn't necessarily deserve it uh, that were on the all-star ballot which is pretty nuts right um, but for sure would love to do that and then going to be talking about in general because I think it'd be fun if there aren't Padres that don't deserve and yes there are some that aren't going to make it of course uh, who are the guys that I have so I'm going to fill out my all-star ballot at some point this week that should be a lot of fun going to be talking about some topics like whether or not I think Fernando Tatis Jr. should participate in the home run derby talking about the home run derby a little bit might be a little bit of a creative week just because I already did the crossovers with locked on Mets and locked on Cubs and I don't really want to rehash it so quickly you know what I mean because not it's not like our thoughts have changed all that much right so gonna get a little bit creative this week at least in my own way and then also guys I just want to emphasize again it's not launching yet but just baseball a new site coming out that I'm gonna be a big part of for sure gonna be covering the Padres their written video they have TikToks all sorts of things I'm gonna link the description to that in the bio they have their welcome page available my guy Arm Layton of Locked On Marlins and Locked On MLB Prospects is behind that thing. He's awesome. He is a rock star, uh, absolutely. And I'm going to have him on the podcast soon to talk about the website uh, in more depth. Uh, all I can say for right now is it launches June 22nd. Check out the welcome page. I'll link it in the podcast description. And otherwise, yeah, uh, it's it's really exciting. That's all I'll say. It's really, really exciting. It's got a big backing behind it, guys. So with that all being said, though, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. And remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever, just wherever you want to go. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. I also forgot to mention, I will be answering some of those questions that are sent in there uh, this week especially. But remember, you can still put them in there. Put in the written description part of the podcast review whatever question you want and I will answer it sometimes it doesn't even have to be baseball related whatever you want whatever you want guys just go for it Uh, I like bribing people for five-star reviews what can I say that's just what I do Uh, remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter and until next time stay safe and of course stay faithful my fire faithful homies take care